From the beginning, let me give all glory and thanksgiving to the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Leikun. There are, at points, events in our lives that we believe are for the worse. But, through God's goodwill to men, it actually turns out for the best. I'll note two historical examples, and then go into a plan of action for the future. We have two men, Marcion and Alexander the Great. The first, a non-Jewish, a Gentile convert to Christianity, whom basically wants to rid Christianity of its Jewish elements. The second, Alexander the Great, a pagan, before uh, Christianity was even around, and most definitely a Gentile. Marcion was noted for the heresy of wanting to throw out the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Bible, as is known in academic circles. He basically did not view the books of Moses, the books of the prophets, the books called the writings, the kind of miscellaneous stories of the kings and other histories, um, as scriptures that should be studied by Christians. He didn't see the point to them, and he taught this often. He was a presbyter, meaning he was a father, a priest, an abba. And so he did have some followers for a few centuries, and it's just wrong. When you read the Old Testament, it's Christ-filled. The apostolic fathers have written about this. He was considered a heretic by the church, and his teachings were anathematized. And yet, at the time, we didn't have a New Testament. We had some books, some of the Gospels were around, some of the writings of Paul, but nothing was solidified yet. And in response to Marcion's kind of playing with the Old Testament, and by the way, he went further. He didn't like the Gospel of Matthew, didn't like the Gospel of Mark, did not like the Gospel of John. Basically, didn't respect any of them. The one book he quasi-respected, the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, right? He even took the tampering with that. We don't know the full extent of his tampering now, um, but early church fathers have written that Marcion tampered with the Gospel of Luke, basically ridding it of its Jewish elements, which is very difficult because the early Christians were Jews. Christ was a Jew. The mother of God was a Jew. The betrothed person that raised them, that raised Jesus Christ with her, also a Jew. Uh, the whole context of Christianity came out of Judaism. It was supposed to be a reform. Then it sprouted its own religion. So, not accepting the Holy Scripture led to, of the Old Testament, led to the solidifying of the, the people who anathematized um, Marcion, the fathers at that time, of the one holy universal apostolic and Orthodox Church to actually start canonizing. They started building a canon, meaning the doctrine or the, the law, the teachings of Christianity, and started to pick these texts as seminal. So thank God for Marcion, because who knows when we would have actually had the gospel 
known as the Gospels as opposed to just some stories, but actually considered holy scriptures on par with the Old Testament. So thank you, Marcia. Um, Alexander the Great basically went down, uh, you've learned Western history a lot, I don't need to tell you more. But by the end of it, from Rome to India was his, and he's implanting his minions in all these little places, and their number one kind of very ethnocentric plan was to put Greek culture everywhere, um, not too far from what the Third Reich was up to except they're a little more successful than the Third Reich because they implanted all these places. They had his Greek city-state, and not, I'm not saying the, na the current nation-state of Greece. When I say I'm, I'm mentioning the city-states that he's from, you know, um, these Greek-speaking people, these Hellenistic people brought Greek philosophy, Greek religion, paganism, Greek theater, Greek tragedies and comedies, Greek pretty much everything. And so a lot of these people from Rome to India, uh, the lingua franca, became Greek. And so when the New Testament came out, it made it quite simple to translate things. The New Testament was written in Greek. And so when the apostles and all of their disciples, and when I say apostles, I don't mean just the twelve. I mean everyone who was a witness to the risen Christ and all of their disciples went across to the ends of the earth preaching the gospel, the good news that Christ is Lord, that he died, was buried, and rose from the dead on the third day, and that he will come back again and take us to give us life ever after in his judgment of us. They were aided by the fact that there were a lot of Greek-speaking people. So it made evangelism quite easy. Um, when the gospel came in mass to Ethiopia over the centuries, they didn't just keep it in the Greek. They translated it into the Gis. In the 20th century, the Bible was translated into Amharic. Now, in the 21st century, Ethiopians find themselves in North America and in mass. Our original missions here were for the English-speaking people. We preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Gentiles foolishness. We don't preach Ethiopianness. And so our goal is to take whatever circumstances may seem unfortunate and make the best out of them, like with Marcion and with Alexander the Great, or Skinder Talagu. We are away from our motherland, but we maintain our upright way. We maintain the orthodox way, the correct path, the right religion. And that does not need to be tied to Giz. We need to, as much as possible, make our hymns, our liturgies, and our preaching in English to reach the people here, meaning the generations of Ethiopians born here, but also the non-Orthodox. Whether they be in Islam, Hinduism, or most likely atheism or some form of agnosticism, we need a mechanism to reach them. 
And yet, I'm an Ethiopianist. I still am proud of my Abisha culture, and I do want to keep it. And so what I task every listener and reader of anything I write with is to maintain the melodies of the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. That is what can draw people in and maintain our identity. We'll keep our books, translate them. It's Oma Degwa by Yared. Degwa by Yared. Um, whatever synod, holy synod meetings we have, minutes, whatever Ethiopian contributions to Christianity we have by our fathers, put that into English and keep it. And most importantly, keep our melodies. Translate hymns with the same melody that is in Giz to the English. The grammar is similar and it will be relatively simple simpler than putting it into Amharic or Tigrinya and taking our liturgies and putting them in English as well. If we take part in this, I think we'll be able to do God's work in this land while maintaining our identity. Thank you for listening to me and may the peace of our Lord and Savior, our anointed medicine, Jesus Christ, be with you now and to the ages of ages. Amen.